Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. night bug and uh he abandoned me to go to a concert tonight actually that's that's not fair he asked me uh if i wanted to go and and i had reasons for not going and i kind of wish i had but but if i had i would not be here tonight to do this with uh someone who is uh near and dear to my heart and has a lot of good stuff to say and this topic is wow um i honestly don't know one person out there who can't the info from the topic tonight. Uh, and if, if there is someone out there who's that awesome and that balanced, please call in. We want to know y'all. <laughs> um, welcome to Tribe Radio, the Hero Initiative Tribe Radio. Woo! We've been we've been on the air for over a year now. It's like oh, about a year and a half now, and um, yeah, we're got forty thousand listens, which is woo. Um, that's pretty cool. Forty thousand listeners. Wow. Um, that means people are listening to the Unite Temper, so don't don't be nervous or anything like that. Oh, no pressure. Thanks. <laughs> I know, no pressure, right? So uh, I'm just I'm manning for in in uh in place of uh the absentee night bug who I hope is having a great time. Well, he will be in about an hour. Concert. Um, but tonight our our. This show belongs to Temper Respiroma of the Washington Hero Initiative. That's right. The Washington hey. Hero. You see people out there and at night patrolling the streets, picking up needles and giving food out. That's them. That's they. They are the Washington Hero Initiative. <laughs> you know what, Temper? <laughs> I'm I'm hmm. babbling a little. So, because uh, you know, I've got this. I won't lie. I knew I was only going to have to man the board today and, and not really do all of the talking. So I, I, I got a cheeseburger sitting right here on the desk in front of me. And I'm, I know. I know. Right? What a punk. Um, so while you're talking, guess what I'm going to be doing? That's right. Um, yeah. My no, I don't need a guess. Now I know. <laughs> so Geek Pile. Uh, oh, oh, Geek Pile is a uh, welcome Geek Pile. That's another uh, radio show that's uh kick some serious ass man they had they're in our chat room right now they had a like mandalorian mercs on recently they've had uh the lead uh character designer for adventure time on their show all kinds of cool stuff they've had 
They had the guys that did the the famous I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. They were on Geek Pile. Geek Pile is in our uh, in our uh, chat room, and they're telling us we should have the Mercs on. We will. We are planning actually to have the Mandalorian Mercs on now that we've got the hookup. So yeah. So welcome to anybody. Yeah, right. Welcome to anybody who's in the chat room. Welcome to everybody who's listening. And um, in case you don't know where you are, you are on Tribe Radio. What we try to do is help you to lead a healthy, a healthier. See, that's healthy and happy together. Because I like taking shortcuts. A healthier, happier, safer life. And we do that by bringing you all kinds of great information and. We've got someone with a ton of great information tonight, so I'm going to quit babbling now, and I'm going to turn the microphone over to her. Uh, you like healthier, huh? <laughs> Thanks, Keisha. I... We'll keep that. <laughs> um, <laughs> with a uh, – God, I hate that. Can we find another saying for, you know, no further ado, blah, blah, blah? What the hell else can we say? Um <sighs> Yeah, no. Now, now for what you've all not been waiting for. <laughs> right, right. Now, now, you know what? It's time, bruh. How's that? Is that no? No. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay. Here we go. Temper Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm really excited to talk about this. Um, so, what we're kind of going over tonight is is compassion fatigue and so, like, staying sane while doing all the things. So, compassion fatigue is, uh, it sounds like, like senioritis, you know, like one of the words that we make up when uh, we're in high school and it's just an excuse to do dumb shit or uh, to slack off and say that, nope, I'm done, I'm too, uh, I've got compassion fatigue, I can't do anything else. But it is seriously one of the, um, the main concerns and things that people present with especially caregivers like nurses, trauma reporters or responders, um, teachers. It's, it's a huge one, especially in high school. Um, it's also known as secondary traumatic stress or STS. It's an actual mental condition. So that wow. was something that I was really, yeah, I was interested in hearing that when I was doing research on it. And um, it was first actually diagnosed in the 1950s, which is about 20 or 10 to 20 years after it probably should have been, like after a lot of um, – war stuff with a lot of nurses. No. Exactly. That was pretty interesting, yeah. Um, what, what I like, was thinking about is it's really common um, amongst individuals that work directly with trauma victims, like I said, like nurses, psychologists, and first responders, but it's also people who are constantly putting themselves in stressful situations, both good stress and bad stress, because we know that there's both. Some of us like to have that um, that go, 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 do all the projects. I don't know anything about that feeling. Um, but <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. Crazy pants. Yeah. <laughs> Takes one to know what. So, um, <laughs> like, all of that. <laughs> burn you. Um, so it, it, some of it is that. Some of it's the, the high-stress situation, but it's also it's the ongoing um, exposure to that without proper self-care. So... Um, some symptoms, some things are kind of obvious. You know, if someone says, hey, I, I feel like I'm getting really worn down. I feel like I'm putting too much out there. Um, some of it's really obvious, like um, maybe negative attitude, constant stress, um, bottled up emotions or whatever. But 
some things are also really interesting to note. Um, if you think that you are going full steam all the time, but you're totally fine, like, oh, I can volunteer for days, I can lead 5,000 homeless outreaches this month and do a clothing drive and a food drive and donate blood and, and do X, Y, and Z, chances are, I mean, look out for the rest of this stuff. I'm going to read off a couple of these that I thought were really interesting that I didn't really consider a symptom and stuff like excessive blaming. So, um, right? So all of a sudden it's like, this isn't getting done because, well, you're just not doing your part. You, you know, this should have been done, you know, weeks ago if you would have just, um, poor self-care, which is kind of obvious, but not like just, I'm going to go meditate or calm down. I'm talking like hygiene and appearance. Like people are starting to not take their baths because that shit takes work. They're starting to, uh, oh, wow. you know, not, yeah, not keep up on hair and stuff. And think about ladies. Like we're constantly, even if you're not a girly girl, chances are you still are doing your nails to some extent, like at least keeping them trimmed. Um, same thing with hair. You're getting it colored or you're brushing it at least or whatever. But as soon as that starts slacking because, you know, oh, I don't need to spend time on this. I have to get to, you know, this place, to this function, to this job, to whatever. Um what else? Substance abuse is huge. It's used to mask your feelings. Um, maybe you're constantly, you know, you're really depressed over the state of this volunteer thing or that volunteer thing, and, you know, it's time to just start drinking to make it all better so that you can get through the next one and, and continue going. Um, yeah, it's insane. If you're, um, oh, recurrence of nightmares or flashbacks to a traumatic event. And this is not a necessarily a traumatic event that is related to what you're doing. This could be you were kidnapped as a kid and now all of a sudden you're flashing back to that because your brain is so maxed out that it's trying to do whatever it can. Like, hey, dipshit, this really was a horrible thing. Remember this. That's horrible. Like that, You are putting so wow. much of yourself out there that your brain is now having to to pull out all the stops and go for stuff from your past left and right to remind you this is what happened before. Do you really want to feel like this again? It's huge. That's uh but, yeah. Already this stuff yeah. is um, eye opening. Yeah. So just considering um, just how serious it is. So it's not just like, Oh, I volunteer a lot. Like, no, it's really this stuff. If you don't address it early on um, and have, proper self-care, this is what, you know, can kind of lead down the road. So people that are at risk for this, like I said, besides like caregivers and stuff, is a lot of um, people that have low levels of uh, like social support and high levels of stress. So um, like in groups like the Hero Initiative, I like using this as an example whenever I say like, yeah, I have a lot of projects, but I, you know, I feel like I have have a good amount of support, Um, especially the ladies in our group. Um, we have a, you know, a core group of girls that just for fun will talk and, um, like usually, you know, me, uh, you rock and then Sakura and on occasion when she, we can, you know, nail her busy ass down, (laughs) even, you know, baroness, but, um, but having that societal social support is huge because it's people that, um, either are doing the same things that you're doing or are able to voice concern or voice support so that you don't feel like you have to take everything on yourself. Right. Kind of like uh, the the police, how they tend to hang out together because they get it. They understand exactly. each other. Going to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's a place where you can, you know, 
you don't have to guard your language. You don't have to worry that you're going to scare somebody by the, the war stories that you're sharing. Um, but it's a place where you can feel accepted and people um, actually, you can value their support because you know that they've been there and it's not an empty thing. So having that kind of base is great. And sometimes it sucks when it's not within your group of volunteers. So say, you know, say you're from this uh, real life superhero team in like, I'm trying to pick a place that doesn't have one. Like let's say middle of Idaho. I'm trying to offend any groups out there. But like there's a real life superhero team in the middle of Idaho and there's like, I don't know, 15 people and five of them regularly patrol together. And so, you know, the other ones don't, the other 10 don't. And it's hard to take support seriously from those 10 about patrol stress that you're constantly doing or, you know, constantly doing outreaches because even though they're within your social circle, they haven't been there. So making sure that you connect with people that have been there and form those closed bonds with people, even if it's just a bitch fest once a week, because chances are they're going to say, oh, my God, yeah, that totally did suck. You know what helped me was when I did this. And then that's, all of a sudden you have a new solution, you have a new idea, and you were just validated by someone who has actually been there. Places like Facebook are huge for that. It's just it's amazing. And, yeah, it's a freaking online community, and that might seem weird to some people, but it's an online community of people that are there to support you if you want them to. Right. That is what I love. Um, and other things, other people that are at risk are also um, people who, it's kind of interesting, people who are frustrated by constantly being asked to help. So um, in my in my day job, I work for a, a national uh, face-to-face fundraising company, and it is my job to manage a lot of the fundraisers or at least um, do, do the account management of fundraisers who um, are out there on the street asking people to make donations to these international, well-known, respectable nonprofits. Well, what about these people on the street who are constantly being asked, like, hey, do you want to donate 25 bucks to you know, save these children or to save these animals? And those people that are being asked are people who um, they – they may have just experienced this a block down the street and they're getting tired of it. They might already belong to a charity and are constantly being asked for more money. And it's that constant um, over and over again, and that repetition of being asked to give more of themselves or of their resources that leads to a form of compassion fatigue where people just, they're done. Like, you know what I've given, I, I don't see any return on this. I'm done. And that's kind of sad too. You start getting building up this societal apathy of people that no longer care because they feel like they've done their part and they may not be getting the type of support that they need, whether it's from an organization that they support and that organization isn't saying thank you enough. They're not sending materials back telling them how they're helping or it could be from, you know, a volunteer group that they were just a part of and they weren't thanked. They didn't feel like they made any sort of difference. So, you know, all of a sudden they're done. And that was something that I thought was really interesting, that it's not just the people that are out there doing the hands-on work. It's also the people that are supporting it that can really get burnt out. So that's why it's really important to have a group of people supporting you that um, are familiar with it. They're, they're, again, their support is going to be more meaningful for you because you know that they've been there. Um, so that's kind of the background on it and what you can do to stop compassion fatigue 
is, I touched on it a little bit, but like personal self-care, things like meditation or like taking a complete break from the activity. If you're like me, though, I can't take a complete break (laughs) from any activity. It is so hard to, uh, to go, oh, yeah, I can totally not do this project that I've been so excited about. And, oh, look, it's so shiny and pretty. And if I can complete this, I'm going to change the world and all the problems will be over. So um, that can be hard. Uh, but doing things like exercising, power naps, which are even usually naps that are under 15 minutes, try to shoot for around 10 to 15 minutes of napping, um, stretching, yoga, uh, sex. I'm very pro that. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm – Hey, it releases endorphins. Um, and then the biggest thing is uh, accepting where you are on your own path at all times. Um, acknowledging that, yeah, you may see something that you uh, you really want to do or some project that you really want to take on, but sometimes y- you just can't. Um, right, right. You, you only have so many resources. And when we were promoting this show, a lot of what we were saying, I think you posted about it, Rock, actually, was um, – you know, are you burning the candle at both ends and in the middle? <laughs> like, what, how, how yeah. much of you do you have to go around? So right. if, you are, if you're busy professionally, um, a lot of us in this, the real-life superhero, the RLSH community, or extreme altruist or whatever you want to call us, you know, a lot of us work usually full-time or are full-time parents or are um, caregivers to a sick family member or something. So you have that full-time or students. And then on the other hand, you have this amazing world that you discovered that you're so excited about of people that are just like you and want to change the world. And now you're patrolling two or three nights a week. You are training so that you don't die when you're on patrol, hopefully, if you're Jesus train. Um, you are coordinating homeless outreach. You're, you know, and plus you have family. Plus you have friends that you should probably keep up those relationships. And you might have a romantic relationship or several or, you you know, there's a lot that's going on. So keeping up that really good personal self-care is it's huge. Um, it is. I was, I was actually looking um, looking in the chat room right now and Geek Pile asked a really interesting question about um, right. does, does high sugar intake count as substance abuse since sugar is as if not more addictive than cocaine? And hell yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I'm doing, and to the point of, I will, right now, I will admit to being a drug pusher because, um, which is horrible to admit on air. Oh my God, don't ever clip that sound clipping. Um, <laughs> I, yay, I'm a mom. Um, so the reason that it, uh, that I think, yeah, it counts as, as substance abuse. <laughs> Damn it, guilty, guilty Kyle. Um, the reason it counts as substance abuse is because, yeah, it is. Um, it's incredibly addictive. You start eating all that sugar, and your body starts wanting more and more, even as it's sending out those signals. Especially to like think about how your fingertips feel when you're on a sugar high, and things are buzzing and starting to go a little numb, and you've got that rush, and your blood sugar is up, and it's great. And People are constantly, especially when you're volunteering all the time or you're really busy, you're looking for whatever will keep your energy up, and that can be caffeine. That's my, you know, drug of choice. It can be sugar. Say, can be-, <laughs> be careful going there. Half of the world loves their caffeine here. So, yeah, well, yeah, you're talking to a Seattle girl. Are you kidding I know. Me? I, 
my upside down dopio espresso campana with caramel is uh, what gets me through. You okay, know, that came my out first... too naturally. So that that says right. you, uh, yeah, 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 way too easily. <laughs> By the way, I just want to let you know that there there is a, a color uh, on the hold that uh, it looks oh, like you want to talk to. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh. Hey, you got it. Hey, caller. I'm bringing you on here. Who is this? Hello, this is Tree Song. I love this person. Yay. I didn't know that was you, Tree Song. I'm sorry. I usually have a list of everyone's numbers that we know, and and um, Nightbug's the one who handles all this. So I'm I'm gonna blame him. How's that for for excessive blaming temper? I can. Good <laughs> hey girl. Welcome, Tree. Tree Song is a uh, Tree Song is the founder of the um, of the Illinois. Um, Hero Initiative branch, and uh, one of the coolest people I've ever met. I'm not just saying that, Tree Song. If, <laughs> if I lived closer, well, I'd you. be visiting you so much you'd be sick of me. So, <laughs> but you're on the air. You've got Temper's attention. Uh, take it away. Yeah, well, I missed the very beginning, but I've, I've heard some good things so far since I tuned in. You know, it's self self care is very important, and having a support network and uh, yeah, so I was. I've been glad to hear us. Just having the conversation is an important conversation too, because people mm-hmm. often just get excited about, oh, I'm going to help a bunch of people, and they don't pause and think about their own self care, and they end up burning out. Right. Well, and you know, there's. It's hard to think of of self care when you're you're constantly putting that effort out. I don't know if you feel the same way, Tree Song, but like I'll look at how much time I have during the day. And I know that we have this, you know, big project X, Y, or Z coming up and thinking, like, I have to schedule time for myself, but I could easily be, you know, working on, you know, ten other things. I don't need to be working on this. Yeah. Yeah, I find myself in the same situation. It's actually, I was joking earlier, I was saying, you know, to my girlfriend, I was saying, oh, you know, I might not call into the tribe radio thing because I might just be busy doing other things instead. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I this is a show about self-care. I should actually listen to the message of the show and pause, take an hour <laughs> to talk about self-care. I think Wonderful. it's time for it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, what are what are some what are some of your um your favorite methods of self-care that um that you would like to share with people? Because that would be great. I I was putting out a few, but I'd love to hear what you have. Yeah, I've got a few. Um, one is a daily exercise routine. Uh, mine is pretty simple, actually. Just a little bit of morning yoga and some jogging. And it's enough so that I always have a baseline of uh, activity, physical activity that's healthy, you know, so that I'm not sitting in front of a computer all day or, you know, sitting at work all day. Um, I also make sure to set aside social time. You know, I have some social time involved in the community, but I also make sure that I have face-to-face time with people that is not having to do with organizing stuff, (laughs) you know. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I didn't even, I didn't oh, even man. thought about that. Like, why do I see that people is, that I? <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm sorry. I'm I'm eating. Um, it's self care. <laughs> I have to feed myself. <laughs> but when you said that, I'm going. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. Every time we meet people now, it's just to discuss our next outreach or to discuss what's mm-hmm. going on in the initiative. Man. You're absolutely right with that one, Tree Song. I hit, I, I'm, I'm going to start doing that from now on, making sure it has nothing to do with um, work. Yeah. Oh. 
then, you know, at some point, the, you know, the, the work may come up in conversation, but to have at least some times when you get together, and the main point is to just hang out, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a form of self-care, too, because I know one of the things that's difficult for me is on days when, you know, I have to always be on, quote-unquote, you know, I'm just constantly in a service mode, and I'm not taking care of my own needs, and so it's, it's good to have that at times, you know, that's part of what the work entails, but it's also good to take a break from that and just uh, relax a little bit. Awesome. Thank that's, you. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, there was an interesting part of this uh, about this whole, like, compassion fatigue thing. Um, talking about, what was it? Um, oh, how it leads to societal apathy about the absence of it's basically the absence of passion or emotion or excitement. So people that are actively involved, and I know, Song, you run Gaia House, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you, you know, a great organization, and it reaches people and gets other people involved in the community. So people like, like this who are constantly involved in multiple areas, so now Gaia House and head of an initiative branch and, you know, environmental activism and I mean you wrote a freaking book last year that was released I mean there's a a whole lot of stuff and people that are like have you know so many different uh irons in the fire pots in the kitchen or how many analogies can I fit in here um children in the stove uh um I don't know uh you know we're the ones that are especially at risk for burning out and I think when that happens, it's bad enough when it's just someone like the, you know, even on the street who may not be volunteering very much or they might make a, a monthly donation to an organization that they don't necessarily want to hear from. They're just like, yeah, I do my part. But when you get people that are doing so much and then burn out, we burn out hard. It's not like a, I'm going to take a break for a month or whatever. It's like, no, I'm done. I, I'm throwing all these projects away. There go all the connections that I've made in the community. So it leads to that level of, of apathy where there is just a complete absence of that passion and emotion and excitement where it just creates this huge negative connotation for anyone else who who might want to get involved. Like, oh, God, well, so-and-so is doing it, and now all of a sudden they hate it. So why would I want to try? You know, I've got to interject here, Temper, that um, for people who don't know you personally, when she says, <clears throat> excuse me, when she says, uh, you know, we burn out hard, um, Temper got up and uh, went to work today, came home and is doing the show. And, you know, typical for her would be, okay, after the show, uh, we're going out on a patrol. And we're either helping the homeless mm-hmm. or just, you know, helping to keep an eye on things out in, out in Seattle. It's it, This is probably one of the busiest women I know. And I swear I have to stop myself from texting her every other day going, no, you can't do that. I think you're doing enough already. The plate is overloaded. It's like someone at a buffet that doesn't understand that they're already dripping off the sides. That's enough on the plate, but, you know, somehow she manages to do it. So um, with everything that you're saying about, uh, you know, how to keep yourself from completely burning out, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know what, this is, this is kind of uh, – a bad thing for you because I'm going to refer back to the show every single time and I'm going to say, Hey, remember what you said about this? 
And, and I see you writing in the chat room, shut it, woman. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop now, but I can always just play a replay to you sometime whenever I need mm-hmm. to remind you that. But yeah, but uh, but otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have her on here talking about how how to handle it if I didn't think she knew how to handle it. And I absolutely have faith that this woman can handle anything that she takes on. So with that, I'm going to shut up now. So there you go. <laughs> I was wondering when that was going to uh, rear its beautiful little head. Um, yeah, I was trying. I was yeah. done with the cheeseburger, so you know it was time to talk. So. Oh. <laughs> more meat in your mouth um i know oh lord <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my goodness dear god so what is that thing sorry that oh. was a little, <laughs> that was a little bit of night bug having to having to rear his ugly head so anyway <laughs> um yeah no but honestly it's that's a very good point there's there's different levels of of burnout and i mean that's really what compassion fatigue is a, a fancier term for it's basically the the medical terminology or psychological terminology for burnout it's it's when you there's different levels it's when you are um, when you're a student and you've been studying constantly and you're ready for that midwinter break or spring break to come along if you don't start establishing these good practices when you're younger or say if you have kids I have two little boys that are you know five and almost three they you know they go hard and they play hard and as a parent or a caregiver, you look at kids and you say, okay, it's time for a nap. Okay, it's time to stop and take a drink of water. It's time to go to the bathroom. It's time to eat. And you remind them until they start um, forming those habits themselves. And if you instill that when they're young, great. And then they start, you know, getting a little bit older and getting a little bit older and they start doing it themselves. But then high school hits and all of a sudden this activity, this activity, this assignment, and then college and you're staying up cramming and our society is kind of built to encourage burnout. And so finding things that you can do to build those tools into your life ahead of time instead of being reactionary and being very planful and purposeful about how you take care of yourself, I think the, the, the better you're going to be. Um, what in the world? Sorry, I'm reading in the, in the chat room. You're going on patrols with your upside-down double campana with the caramel and all that. Google is real fatigue. I know exactly who is typing this right now. <laughs> oh, someone who is. cares about you very much mm. and uh, studies nutrition way too often. So, yeah, that would that be true. that. <laughs> yeah, it's but, true. Um, but, you know, oh, go ahead. You were saying. No, I'm just thinking, you know, if, if anything, if, if people don't take a single other thing away from this call, it would literally just be to build in, like if you're going to take on a new project, if you're going to start getting involved with, um, with volunteering or anything like that, build in that time for yourself and build in those tools that you will need. Build in more tools than you may think you need to take care of yourself. And that includes not just doing it yourself, but also getting involved with a society of people that are a lot like you, having that that culture of um, reaching out as opposed to caving in, um, not doing the whole every man is an island thing, but realizing you can't help others if you're limping along. There's We talk about it when we go on patrols, and for those people that don't know what patrolling is, we're not cops, <laughs> we're not, um, and we're not, you know, um, vigilantes or Phoenix Jonesing or anything, but it's, uh, it, I just said that, um, it's, 
going out on patrols, safety patrols, um, block watches, um, making sure people that, you know, maybe have had a lot to drink at 2 or 3 in the morning get to their cars safe, looking for broken glass and car prowling, taking a few needles, stuff like that. You can't go out on the patrol with, you know, a broken foot and think that you're going to be okay and that your team is not going to notice that you're dragging them down. So same thing, don't take on a project if you're just going to have to quit halfway through because you're sick all the time because you get no rest or you, um, you're you not getting any sort of sleep or fun outside of that activity. Building in those tools is huge. You know, I want to touch on something you, you were talking about, how society just uh, – it, it expects us to burn out. It expects us to put too much on our plate now. That's, when did that become the norm? Have you oh, – you know – I don't remember my mom. I remember my mom being focused on one thing at a time. I don't remember her trying to, just like the meme that we have on our uh, our ad for this show. It shows a woman with eight arms juggling everything. Mm-hmm. And did you notice that it's more it's it's more the norm for for someone to respond to a how are you with a oh my god I'm so busy I'm doing this 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 and it's almost it's it's bragging rights almost. And it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that I'm I'm such a cool person because I've got 50 million things going on. Uh, but it's become that. And if if you've got say, you know, two simple things going on in your life, well I'm I'm doing this and this. This is what I focus on. You seem boring now. Now, oh, see, yeah. I know there's a there's a balance there, and I think we've crossed that line a long time ago into the the you know the overwork extreme, and I think a lot of it is just not living in the moment and trying to figure out what we can fill the next moment with instead of just chilling out in the one we have right here. So um, with that, when you talk about things to do with you know with self care and how not to burn out. Uh, I think that uh, one word keeps coming back at, to me over and over again, and it's meditation. Oh yeah. So, so I, I keep thinking that if we meditate on on you know what we what we're doing at the moment, you know how we're, how we're doing at the moment. If if you don't want to be completely thoughtless during it, because that's that's kind of hard to achieve. It, it it you know it's a good goal, but if your thoughts do come in to focus on where we are. You know, how often do we get to do that during the day? If we don't even get a chance to have me time during the day, how are we ever going to have any meditation time to see, you know, to check in with ourselves and what's going on right now? Because if we checked in with ourselves, we would probably realize we don't have time to do any more than we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, there's, a great, there's a great saying about meditation. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. meditate. They suggested you meditate 20 minutes a day, and if you're too busy, meditate more. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and I love that. I love that. So, um, okay, I'm going to hush. Can you go ahead, because you keep sparking all these thoughts as you <laughs> want to do whenever whenever we're in conversation together, but I, I was holding my tongue. But uh, I'm sorry, there you go. Yeah. Back to you, darling. Oh, oh, and you've got a, you've got a caller, uh, another caller. Would you like to take that caller as well? I would love to. Okie dokie, artichokey. Who are you? Welcome to Tribe. Who is this? <laughs> Hi there. This is Evo with the RCSM. I know that guy. Well, I don't know that guy. I know of that guy. Hey, Evo. 
first time <laughs> caller. Good, long time listener, right? Oh, yay! This is your first time. Now you have to fight. Wait, that. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thunderdome. What's up, Evo? Welcome to it. Exactly. What's up, Evo? Uh, it's like prison all over again. Oh. Ah, oh. <laughs> no. Talk about self-care. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry, sorry. I, okay. I'm using my microphone. You guys go ahead and take it away. <laughs> well, I just wanted to uh, let you know, um, this is a very relevant thing right now, I think, for a lot of people and a lot of organizations, especially in the community at large. It's you know, Community Act, RLSA, uh, what have um, compassion fatigue uh, is is a very easily overlooked thing. I, I have to say, you know, especially within my realm of you know the art community, it happens a lot. Um, I was going mm-hmm. to some numbers this week, and I got to tell you, I mean, we have maybe between seven to ten active members on our roster right now. We're always looking for people. Um, patrols are harder to field, and out of the seven to ten people. I've seen 24 come and go over the past year and a half. Wow. Um, yeah, do, do math. Make magic happen to, to show me what <laughs> it is. It ain't pretty. Um, I would actually attribute quite a bit of the actual compassion fatigue. Um, I think there's a lot of self-care, uh, you know, that, that can prevent a lot of things like that. But, uh, you know, you get a bunch of guys. Especially knuckleheads like me, or former military, or just you know stubborn jerks. Um, we go kicking and screaming uh, into trying to do all of the things. Uh, Temper, I know you know what that's like. <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it, it it definitely lends to burnout very very quickly. And uh, I, I do see that a lot. And we see a lot of people come and go, even just you know by via Facebook once in a while. We'll just realize, hey, what happened to so and so? That that dude did not. You know, and, and no one's seen him, like, even comment anything like two months. Is he still alive? What happened? And, uh, yeah, I think very much burnout is uh, kind of the culprit there. Definitely. I mean, it is, I, made a, I made a comment of, um, so you, you know, you mentioned being former military. You've been overseas. Um, this might be semi-relevant, but uh, maybe the comment about America's culture kind of is very pervasive with burnout. But in Japan, um they're so familiar with the consequences of burnout that they've actually built it into their vocabulary. They have a word for it that um, it's burnout that leads to death or karoshi, um, which is insane. They also have a word for suicide related to overwork or a karotsaku or, yeah, I'm going to butcher that and, you know, Vector can kill me later or sakura. <laughs> but, but basically, I mean, other cultures have this as well. So I don't know if, if, Speaking of a subculture, if uh, if the military ever sees that level of burnout as well, so I was kind of wondering if Evo, if that's something that you ever saw. Um, uh, absolutely, we have a different word for it though. Um, and, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is very telling here. Um, weakness. Um, oh. It is absolutely drilled, absolutely drilled uh, into. Uh, many soldiers, Marines, sailors, airmen's minds about, you know, you know, can, can you handle this? Or, or the old, uh, you know, sexist adage, are you man enough to handle this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to manage all the things is is very much equated with uh, being very incapable, very, very able to to manage a lot of, uh, you know, the, the day-to-day structures, no matter how much you're doing. Um, so, mm-hmm. 
though burnout is a very real, very valid, very, you know, serious kind of thing that, uh, that can happen to the absolute best of people out there, uh, folks in, uh, coming from a military mindset, and I know I'm very much overgeneralizing out there, so sorry if any other vets listening, um, it's very downplayed and it's very treated as a very emasculating thing that's, um, you know, you, you don't want to talk about, especially, oh my goodness, in terms of self-care. Um, you know, I'm hearing stuff about you know, meditation and, and, you know, going jogging and stuff like that. Uh, but good, if I'm talking about stuff like, yes, actually taking that shower is a <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, very overlooked thing, um, especially for those in the military mindset. And I see this in the RLSH community from time to time. Um, people are very hesitant to reach out for help because that too eludes some kind of weakness as though it's a bad thing or reaching out for help is some kind of bad thing as if uh, you know, you're not able to uh, handle it. Um, you know, I was that way you know, for a couple of years, in fact, after leaving the military myself. And, uh, you know, then I learned to kind of ask for help myself and, uh, you know, it's, it's not for the world. Uh, but that's where a lot of people kind of start with, especially with that kind of uh, background and history. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that whole thing about not wanting to ask for help, Tree Song in the um, chat room, you wrote, uh, uh, because Geek Pile wrote, I'm Batman, and Tree Song wrote, speaking of Batman, having superheroes as role models, you know, runs the risk of uh, encouraging burnout. It's, it's true. We as women temper, we're all supposed to be freaking Wonder Woman. We're supposed to be wonderful, yeah. and we're supposed to handle everything. So you're absolutely right when you say that if we don't, you know, if we ask for help, oh, man, we're not Wonder Woman anymore. We somehow failed, which is absolute crap. You know, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with asking for help. I think the wiser women know when to ask for help. I could not agree more. And actually, I was really glad that – um. If I could only have one other person on this call right now, it would be Travis or Ted from the Legacy Initiative. But um, with having Evo on, Tree Song, and then um, you know you rock. There's actually there are just there are six steps um, for, and I promise I'll make this really quick. But the way that um, either nonprofits or volunteer groups or leaders of an organization, so talking to people right now, um, can prevent a lot of burnout for their volunteers. So it's not just you know, tell people to practice it themselves. But sometimes, you know, just like when you're parenting a child, you have to provide that framework for those that are volunteering their time for you. So things like um, being upfront when you're recruiting someone. So, uh, you know, I, I can't speak to how the RCSM recruits. I can only speak to how the Hero Initiative does, and I can't speak to how Gaia House looks for new volunteers or how the Legacy Initiative or other organizations do. But if you're as clear as possible before you bring people in, um, you're clear about what the responsibilities are, what the time commitments are going to be. It's not like, a, oh, yeah, you can just chip in whenever. It's like, no, motherfucker, you're going to be here, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You're going to do this job. This is your role. So having that really clear-cut description of what it is you're asking of people is huge. Then you, you can let them be an adult and decide, yeah, I can totally commit to that or, no, that's crazy. That's too much time. Give me something else to do. Um, you know, also better project management. Um, things like don't let them overschedule. You know, they want to feel useful. So 
if they don't, they're not going to stick around for long. So kind of keeping an eye on, on each little department that you create within your organization or if there's a project that you're working on, checking in with those people and, hey, how's this going? Is there anything that I can help you with? Because sometimes, again, like Rocky just said, people feel afraid to reach out. People feel like if they ask for help, like Eva, like you said, it's a sign of weakness. It's not burnout. It's I'm weak. I should be able to do this. So check in with them. Take that pressure off of their chest. And if you're able to take that on for them, just check in. That's great. And that leads to number three, which is communicating better. Um, Do you know people on a personal level? Um, You don't have to meet them for dinner every night. But, you know, are you invested? Do you know how this person likes to communicate? Um, Take them out to coffee. Sit down and ask them why they're there. What is it that you like about this? And get a feel for someone's passion and commitment. And then, at least number four, is, um, you know, thanking them for it. (laughs) Thank them for the time that they're spending instead of just, you know, dude, you better show up for patrol at, you know, 0900 and this is what we're going to do. Well, that seems a little early. But, you know, <laughs> military time, don't hit me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I can hear you laughing from across the wire. Um, you know, post a freaking post-it note to their car if you know where they work. It's a little creepy. But, you know, something like, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for showing up. I bought you guys pizza tonight. Or, you know, whatever. Just something that you can do to um, – to be able to help out a little bit more. Um, what was something else that I was thinking of? Oh, uh, talking about changing up responsibilities. So if you're always point person, let someone else take the lead. Um, if someone's always bringing socks, like Skyman, the Tricolor Crusader is a member of this community. He brings socks without fail to every homeless outreach that we do, and we call them Sky Socks. They have a name now. I mean, the guy is uber dependable. But... Every time I go on outreach now, I give them the option of, dude, do you want to give out socks or would you like to, you know, I don't know, would you like to hand out drinks tonight? How about do water? Every time he'll choose Sky Socks because it's what he's known for. But at least, you know, he has the option to change it up. And then the last one is just, um, you know, reevaluate the positions that you do have available. Reevaluate those roles and create better ones. So, Ask them, is there something that could be done better? I want your feedback. What, what are we doing that um, is meeting your needs as a volunteer? What are we doing that, um, that is not? That where, where do you see us making a difference that we're not currently doing it? So those are all really important good things. Hmm. They are, and we're, I'm taking notes as I'm, <laughs> as I'm <laughs> taking notes to use against you later. No, I'm kidding. To uh. <laughs> I just posted a link to that. I just posted a link to it in the chat room um, to the the six. It's actually called Six Ways Nonprofits Can Prevent Volunteer Burnout. It's from a a really great website called Volunteer Match. It's what I use a lot for. um, They have a lot of nonprofit learning and webinars and stuff like that. But when I want to get a little learning in, that's where I go. Okay. Thanks for posting that link. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to check yeah. that out. We'll put that, up. we'll put that up on Tribe too. So. Yeah, and I'll share that with people in my organization too. Those are good suggestions. 
Look awesome. at us. We're all, yeah. we're all taking notes. Yeah, we can look at us. You know, the first thing we're going to do is we're oh, going to go yeah. and share all this. This is, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ah, damn uh, caregivers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember which point it was here. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, recognize them more, I guess. But, yeah, the thank yous. I've actually, it, I haven't done too much with it yet, but I've added to my weekly to-do list uh, one item of saying thank yous. You know, so usually it may only be one or two things, but, you know, if, if a group has just been an event with us or if a volunteer has gone out of the way, it's a time once a week when I pause and say, all right, who do I have to thank this week? So mm. uh, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to remember to say thank you because otherwise, you know, we get caught up in doing the work and we may forget to thank each other for what we've done. And that can contribute to burnout if people feel like they're not being thanked. Yes, that's absolutely right. Absolutely and right. Even from yourself. I mean, um, someone that I love frequently asks me to have grace for myself, and that's huge. It's something that I had actually never heard before until, you know, he mentioned it to me. And um, having, you know, you're going to mess up when you are planning a project or you're running so many different aspects of your life, whether it's, you know, personal volunteer work, whatever. And, having grace for yourself, which means acknowledge that you screwed up, but that you're not a screw up. You know, you, you need to take a break, um, you know, insert self care here. But um, that is the way that you can thank yourself. You're saying like, Hey, I know that you can mess up, but you're also capable of some amazing things and start reminding yourself of some things that you've accomplished. And what better way to get fired up then to look back over the course of a year and a half and see like we've done X amount of tribe radio shows or, Hey, remember that time that, you know, group X, Y, Z went out and did this huge homeless outreach. Yeah, that was amazing. And pump yourself up that way. That's an amazing way of giving yourself that boost without having to go a little crazy on a sugar there, geek pile or um, (laughs) adrenal fatigues with uh, dopio espresso campanas. (laughs) <laughs> is he, uh, I was going to say, is Geek Pile there smarting off back in the chat room? <laughs> no, I just, I'm just bitter. I hold a grudge. Oh, okay. I'm a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> You've They're got two right callers. Uh, you know what? You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got, you've got two, uh, two, two more callers. You want to take one uh, first, and then we'll get the other one on? Oh, and no, e- yeah, Evo, Evo and Tree Song, please yeah, feel free to stay on and, and throw your two cents in because uh, it it just makes the whole conversation that much richer. Yeah. Let me get and heaven knows I talk enough, so go ahead. <laughs> Caller, welcome. Who's this? We just put you on the air. Who is this? Hello, hello. Is it me? It must be you. Who is this? I, I think yes, I recognize it is me. It's our guardian. You have two callers. You gotta. You know what? Hang on, DG. Stay on. You're you're on. You're going to be live, but I'm going to welcome this other caller too, so that they don't feel a uh, other Ooh. caller. Hello. <laughs> on the line. With Greetings. You. This is Skyman. We got. Oh, we got yeah. All right. It's a party now. We got a full house. Woo! So Sky, you know we got we got Tree Song on here. We got Evo. We got um, Dark Guardian and Temper and myself plus all the awesome people in the chat room. I I say we all bust out uh, some soda and act like a party because that's what this is right mm-hmm. now. It's hey, a I'm party going party on up in here. Right. Party Tree Song. Been a while, my friend. 
Hi, yeah, it's been a while. Good to hear your voice again. Yours um, as well, sir. And, you know, people listening, they're Rose going, guy. what are these names? <laughs> these, these, guys are, these guys were not all freaks and, well, maybe. Sorry, but, I had to um, give my shout-outs. No, you give your shout-outs. To those listening who are, who are wondering why all the strange names, we, you know, this is part of the real-life <laughs> community, and uh, Lord knows you won't use your real name if you're a real-life superhero, so uh, that's what we do. We all we all use other names, so there you go. With that, what's up, DG, Skyman? Oh. Go ahead, Dark Guardian. Apparently, you have our weekly hero challenge. Well, yeah, I guess uh, I would like to talk about that. That'd be fantastic. Uh, we're doing the, the Hero Challenge, uh, something I wanted to do. It was kind of a selfish endeavor in the beginning because I just wanted to do something that uh, would push me to go out and, and do good in the community and help others and bring out that inner hero, something to kind of help keep me accountable. But then I thought, I can share this with everybody and everybody could take part in it. And now you don't have to be a real-life superhero. Um, everybody can participate in it, which is a really great thing. Uh, last week's challenge was great. Uh, we're on to challenge number two. And uh, challenge number two is to go out, get involved in the safety of your community. And that's through doing the neighborhood watch, getting involved in your uh, local uh, civilian uh, police programs, or you know, going out on your own and, and just being watchful and uh, conduct a, your own neighborhood watch and report things to authorities. Now, don't go out and uh, do the things I've done, or, or a lot of people I know do. Uh, don't put yourself in danger. But you can be a uh, real uh, watchful person, and you can make a difference in your community. If more people stepped up, uh, kept an eye out, and reported things, we, we would make our communities much, much safer. Along mm-hmm. that, uh, with the other challenges, uh, we have the, the push-up challenge because uh, we want you to not only help your community, but we want you to build up yourself. So we have uh, different levels of push-ups for you guys to do. Uh, you can test yourself, uh, add it into your regular routine. And also another one of the challenges is to take a self-defense class, take a martial arts class. And most places, good places, will give you a class for free. So go out, look around, find a place, and, you know, even if it's just for one class, do it. You may fall in love with it and start training. That would make me a happy person. So everybody participate. We post it on the Hero Initiative group Facebook page. I post it on my Facebook page. If you haven't liked those pages, there's something wrong with you. But you are do that now. And uh, go out, be a hero, and do these challenges. You're going to improve yourself. You're going to improve your community, and I guarantee you, you're going to feel really, really amazing if you do all these challenges. So get out there, guys. Uh, DG, oh, yeah, fantastic. I was really glad that you uh, put in that uh, disclaimer for people not to go out and do what you do, because I kind of feel like uh, <laughs> for you and several other people, they should have that little blurb that says, do not try this at home, kids. We are professionals. Um, because yeah, that's uh, it's it's you know there are people who are gonna go. I'm gonna go do what DG does. Nah, you don't want to do no, that. Don't don't do that. Not now. And if you do hang out with him, he'll train you up so that eventually you can. <laughs> but uh, DG, uh, who the hell are you? 
for people who don't know. And and <laughs> why do you do these? Why do you do these hero challenges? How can what? you ask who the hell Dark Guardian is? Hey, believe it or not, we've had over forty thousand listens for Tribe Radio. So that tells me. Aren't you watching when I post up those stats? <laughs> there are. That tells me there are a lot of uninitiated people out there who do not know who the awesome people of real life superheroes are. Exactly. Take it away, Dark Guardian. Exactly. So I, and if you don't I know who I am, just Google that it. Doesn't mean That's it. The easy answer. Just go on the internet, Google Dark Guardian superhero, and you'll find <laughs> out everything you need to know. All right. Exactly. That, that'll keep it simple. But uh, to give a brief description, uh, I'm, you know, what some people call a real-life superhero. Uh, I go out, uh, patrol the streets, try to keep things safe. I do deal with actual crime. I put up wanted flyers, do uh, litter pickups, homeless outreach, anything I can to make the community better. And uh, I do with a code name. You martial arts. I do teach martial arts. I am working on opening up uh, Hero School. Uh, which is going to be amazing. I'm negotiating the lease right now, so kind of taking steps forward. Uh, Yay. And, uh, you know, I do do everything I can. There you go. Now, what do you do to keep from burning out, DG? Seriously, you've been at this for a oh, very long God. time. Then that's what the topic yeah. of this whole show is. How do you keep from going, dude, I have no compassion left. I'm just really tired of this crap. How, what keeps you going? Well, I have been burnt out. Many, mm-hmm. many times, and it's happened over and over again. Uh, you, you, of course, need balance. There was a time where I was going out four or five days a week and doing mm. activities and patrolling, um, and I would be like falling asleep in meetings at work, and my boss would be throwing at things to keep me awake. It was terrible. <laughs> but I, I burnt out a lot. Wow. There are a lot of times where I, I got sick and fed up, and, and I quit for a while but I'd always find myself coming back, or I'd need to take two or three months off at a time to recuperate and, and get back to who I really am. Um, you need to find a balance. Don't, don't overdo things. Pace yourself, um, but also keep to yourself in a lot of ways. If you get too tied up in the little stupid things that happen or any drama or anything like that, whether, whether it's, of course, doing real-life superhero stuff or just, just in work stuff or with your friends, just kind of... Keep to yourself a little bit, stay relaxed, and uh, kind of just just keep working little by little. And I, you know, it's what it's definitely no, what a topic. Sure. What way? Um, what was that? You know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I know. <laughs> I, I, really... I I hear I hear talking in the background. Who's that? Sorry, I had my dad on speaker. Oh, that's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, he's multitasking. But uh, <laughs> thank you. I'll shut up now. <laughs> but um, yeah, throughout the years, you, you gotta gotta pick your battles. You gotta pace yourself, and uh, you gotta. I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it, but you, you gotta take care of yourself first. You got to really realize that if if you're yeah. constantly giving and giving and doing and doing and you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to burn out. You're going to quit. You're not going to be able to handle keeping uh, keeping up with it and keep giving. You got to take care of yourself first, and you got to make sure you're happy. Because if you're not happy, that's going to translate into every single thing you do in your life. So you need to keep yourself happy and, and yeah. keep going. That's my best advice. 
Yeah. Well said. Um, Good call, baby doll. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 see? That's good. Nightbug would be well, proud. Yeah. I think it's, it's I think important. It's, I like that you mentioned that, DG. It's important to mention that it goes back and forth both ways. So it's not just you need to be happy in your uh, your RLSH duties or your your volunteer stuff, and because otherwise it'll spill over into other parts of your life. If you're not happy in your work life or your friendships or your romantic relationships, it's going to spill over back the other way. It's going to spill over into the volunteer stuff as well. Hundred percent. That's right. Can you yeah. can you remember the last time you were upset when you were about to go out on a patrol? Think about that. Yep. Last time you yeah, and and <laughs> now what is that going to add to your patrol? Is it going to be something positive? I don't think so. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking care of business before going out to try to take care of someone else's business is probably a better thing to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she said Sorry. <laughs> One good thing to remember too is like, if you find it hard to to take that that day or two you need to take a break, then just remind yourself that if you don't take it now, you may end up having to take a month later. You know, Ooh, if you just good. take yeah. a, good a day or two for self care now, you may avoid a month of burnout later. So it's definitely worth it to stay happy, stay in good shape. You know, there's a there's there's Kind of raises a question sometime, Evo here. I'm I'm thinking that uh, I know I'm guilty of this. At least more than one. I don't know if anyone else does this, but uh, this may be a little more revealing than the concept of using patrol as a keep you happy. You talk about once mm-hmm. last time you want to patrol piss or or you know upset or something like that. And uh, I know you know myself included, several people that this is the best end to a shitty week. That you know, people just can't wait to go out on patrol. Just want this day to be over, my thing. And uh, you know, patrol itself kind of becomes a tool sometimes. And uh, I, I completely understand the concept of the risks of that, of the hazards, and how you know misplaced something might be. Where you know, some, sometimes you know, if you had a bad enough day, you might not de-escalate as effectively as you could if you were much better prepared and collected and, you know, have the tools for that self-care that we keep talking about. Um, I don't know. What uh, What do you think about that? Oof. Um, I, I think just, we need to schedule that. that. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, think, I think we need to schedule. I think one of the, ba- the, you know, I don't see that many people who are good with time management, for one thing, um, which leads to all this overbooking and leads to the burnout, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I, I think that if we actually scheduled self-care as, as you know, a priority, just like the other things that we do. If we prioritize that, um, you know, we wouldn't have to have this conversation. We wouldn't have to have this show because people would get it. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if it's heavy uh, stress, there's got to be heavy nurturing, you know, in the same, in the same I, week. That's legit, yeah. I, I, com- I completely agree with that. I think um, – you know, to, to Evo's point, I, I, I'll i use a patrol as a really good way to um, to wind down a bit in that I like, I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but uh, I like feeling like I, I'm in control. <laughs> so um, I like knowing oh, that. Oh, uh, God, where is a really good clip when I need one for that? <laughs> I have a feeling it rhymes uh, no, with I'm, I'm your math. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, it's, yeah, so I, you, patrol is a great time to be able to do that you're, um, if you're in a good headspace. I mean, obviously know yourself. If you are, if you're just antsy and you're recognizing all these other signs and those symptoms that we talked about at the beginning of the show of just you know, going off on people, you're blaming others for a lot of stuff and you're snapping at people and you're not rested, don't go out on patrol, but it can be the most therapeutic thing to be in control of this situation and know, I know how to do this. I can run this. I know this area. I, I know that I can be in charge of a team and make this work really well. And there's nothing more gratifying than having everything fucked up all week and then ending it on this note of, I just did that. I just spent two hours of my time or three hours of my time and it went well and people were safe. And so I can see where um, where that comes in. And, I've, you know, I've definitely done that myself. As long as you're safe about how you're feeling when you do it, I think it's, it's excellent. That's a, that's a great point. You know, and, and I think one of the reasons why we love doing things, you know, I, I, everybody on the line right now is a caregiver. Uh, everybody I've got right now on on the talk line with us is every one of us has gone out and just done something for a complete stranger. And the way I see it is that every time we meet a new person out on the street, we don't have, they don't know anything about our baggage. They don't know anything about what we don't like about ourselves or anything that's going on in our lives. And it's a new opportunity to, like you said, control a certain situation and to present your best self. So you're kind mm-hmm. of renewed with every encounter, and it's the, the, the ideal you that you're presenting to this person. So that's, that's the lure. That's part of the you know, addiction of doing what we do uh, without getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis on the without getting paid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yep. I've got one, If two. I could chime in here, I've got a yes, question. Yes, please. I was going to say, I've got one, uh, two, three, four, five of you there, and no one's speaking. Right on, dude. Go on. <laughs> well, it's this uh, topic of compassion, fatigue, and self-care. I really wanted to call in and ask a question that's been burning my mind for a while. How do I, how should I put myself first in front of other people? I love the mentality where is, if I can make you happy, if I can take care of you, then I'm fine. I'm already taken care of. I'm spoken for. Mm. But yet that's not a healthy mentality because I lose myself somewhere along the way. Oh, I I got this one. (laughs) I think you just answered your own question. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, if you, um, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but not, not to this extent, but if you are, I can I can identify, step back and say that, yeah, everyone on this call and a lot of people that are probably listening or that will be listening later um, are caregivers. And it means not just that you're good at doing it, but you enjoy taking care of other people and making sure that their needs are met and that you know that you just completely blew their mind or you, you know, pick a project, whatever, you did it to the best of your ability. But if you are burning the candle at both ends, eventually you're going to get to this nub in the middle and there's nothing left. Or, you know, you're burning it at both ends and in the middle and you've hooked up a trip wire that's going to go and explode some other candle that's going to burn at that both end. And no matter what you do, if you don't take care of yourself, there's not going to be anything left for you to take care of other people with. And your chances are you're actually going to start bringing them down because what if they have grown to depend on you? Mm. What if yeah. they 
they see that you have all of a sudden um, combusted and are no longer available, and they feel horrible and guilty that, oh, my God, did I do this to them? And then never are you responsible for what someone else thinks about, you know, your interaction with them necessarily. But to that extent, that's that's what you're presenting. You're saying that I'm going to take care of you at risk to myself because, damn it, you're worth it. I'm not, but you are. And that's not the message that you ever want to send to someone. Wow, good point. Really good point. Very well Very well put. I guess the point I'm trying to make is I don't have enough passion for taking care of myself as I do the passion that I exude taking care of others. And How do okay. I find you that don't... passion? Where do I go for it? I've I been wrestling consider... with this for a while. No, that's a good question. I mean, it's it, we're also told that that's selfish, right? I mean, it's it's selfish yes. to want to take care of yourself and um, and take time. And I are you kidding me? I still battle with that all the time. I I have you know I have multiple people in my life telling me to take a break. How are you going to take care of yourself tonight? What are you going to do? Um, and that gets hard, but you have to. You have to do it. I mean, there's no, like, magical, oh, this is what you do, this is what you tell people. You literally have to just do it or else you are going to combust. There's no pretty way to say it. It's do it or don't do it, but then you're just going to fizzle out a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah, there are, this is something I also struggle with, too. And two things that come to mind for me are, I mean, one is to, to pause a moment and look at yourself in the mirror and realize you know, there's another person over there right there who needs uh, my assistance. You know, if you look and you see yourself and you're tired or you're sad or you need that sort of support, then sort of see yourself on the outside for a minute and say, oh, here's a human oh, being wow. right here who I can help. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's I like that. Look in the mirror. Yeah. You might find somebody who needs taken care of. I yeah. want to chime in here. There is nothing selfish about taking care of yourself. There's nothing selfish about making sure you're the best you can be. Because when you take care of yourself and when you're the best you can be, the more you can give to others, the more you can do for others. Because if you're not happy and you're not well put together, you're not able to do a lot. It's, it's to use a comedic example, it's, it's all these young real-life superhero kids who want to be Batman. They, they live in their parents' house, They've never taken a martial arts class before. Uh, they barely ever work out, but they think they're going to go out and fight crime. No. You need to go do martial arts classes. You need to get a good job. You need to make money. You need to, you know, get your training in, and then you can maybe try to be Batman if you really think that's a good idea. But in reality, you need to be selfish, and you need to, you know, you know what? It's not selfish. I only want to say that because you need to take care of yourself. And when you're able to do that, you're able to be the best you can be. Then you're able to do even bigger and better things than you can before. You at your lowest, or personally, isn't able to do as much as you you at a higher level and you as a better self. So get out there and take care of yourself. (laughs) You know... When I um, would try to get, you know, I'm a, a certified massage therapist, and when I would try to get moms to come in, you know, and, and have a massage, they would look at it as a luxury because it's luxurious. 
but it's not really a luxury. It's a necessity, and, and I would tell them, check it out, Mom. If you're all bitchy and tired and just completely burned out and you're ready to just snap at your children, is that a good mommy? It's, it's probably no. not good for you. It's not good for the kids. So, and then I tell them, how do you feel whenever you get a massage? Don't you feel I'm rejuvenated? I'm recharged. I'm ready. I can go so many more weeks now just, you know, handling everything that comes up and being great for my kids. So, for me, that's how I would sell these massages is, is going, you know what, you're, you're a better person for your whole family when you're, you know, a good person to yourself. So, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right, DG. You got you to, you know, you got to be your best you before you can help anybody else. Yeah, you should get a massage, <laughs> right? Well, it's the idea. I think, Rock, you um, you mentioned this, and uh, you know, I've talked about it a little bit on Facebook. Um, you know, the uh, the idea of like the universal start throwing pebbles, and you know, watch out for it to start throwing boulders. Um, you know, like little things. If you start noticing yourself, you know, really tired and really snippy, I mean, notice that it's. Pay attention to how your body is responding to everyday activity or to stressful situations before it's a full-blown mental breakdown and all you can do is lie in your bed for days. So that's kind of huge. It's kind of the thing that I've been kind of using as my mantra for a long time. Ah, you like that, huh? I do, I do. uh, It helped me with uh, filing for divorce. So, you know, it's a big thing. (laughs) <laughs> so you moved forward that's the important thing um yeah but the, yeah yeah that is that is a, a good way to look at it it starts off with those little pebbles so if if we're feeling any of those and and for those of you who missed the beginning of the show temper was um listing so many symptoms of you know potential burnout um that uh that we could notice now you know if you go back and listen to the beginning of the show if if you start noticing any of those, you might want to stop and think, oh, man, does it sound like I'm burning out? Because it'll, like you said, it'll it'll fall all over everyone once it happens, and that's not okay. Oh, there you go. Thank you for listing those. We'll put those up to the excessive blaming, bottled up emotions, et cetera. We'll, we'll, we'll list that. Yeah. Thank you for putting that in the chat room. Sure. Yeah. And this is another example of how an onset prevention can equal a pound of cure, you know. If you realize you're a little bit tired or a little bit stressed and you do something about it, then it might just take a few minutes to just relax and, and smooth it over. But if you wait until it's this intense, you know, burnout where you're tired and sick and angry, then it may take days or weeks to recover. Wow. Yeah, we've been there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I know I've been there. <laughs> Oh, man. Once you start noticing those cues, though, it gets easier to avoid going back there. So I'm, I'm going to take a, just a couple minutes to ask everybody, if you could take, you know, if, if somebody forced you for an, for an hour out of your day, seriously, if everything was shut down and you were forced to take care of yourself for an hour every day, what do you see yourself doing? What's the first thing you're, you'd think of doing if you had to stop for an hour every day. Temp, you want to go oh, first? Oh, God. Um, you know, laugh all you want to, kids, but um, cuddle, sex, sleep. Uh, that will be it. Um, I will recharge that way anytime. That's awesome. 
<laughs> that's it's what I it's what I will do. I have found about, that is that perfect. works. How about you, Teresa? Oh, let's see. Well, it depends on the context, you know. Uh, yoga would be one thing. Yoga has been a big thing for me. I'd also, if I'm around other people, spending time with my girlfriend or my friends, you know, those are probably two of the biggest things. Ah, those they sound great. And by the way, you've inspired me to um, take a yoga class just to keep it going for you know for a while. So uh, I took I took Qigong and a meditation class last night, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, uh, Evo, what would you do? Um, I would say either something between the gym and writing. Uh, both are wonderful outlets tapping into different uh, different parts there that are incredibly fulfilling and re-energizing for me. Oh, yeah, a lot of release right there. That's true. Yeah, the outlet. Uh, DG, what about you? Well, it depends uh, really upon the, the context of this question. Um, the training or working out is the first thing that immediately pops to mind. Nice. But if I just need to relax, um, I just want to sit on my couch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Skyman? Breathing exercises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. I've been through a lot of therapy, and I like the grounding Mm -hmm. exercises, my favorite, where you just sit calmly in a chair, both feet on the ground, and you close your eyes and you focus on your whole body from your toes to your head. You go several times, and it's grounding, and it's very, very refreshing. Oh, that's a one. You know what? That's one. That's so good for you. We were talking about grounding in uh, Qigong last night. I'll I'll go one further for you on that. Um, you know what, Sky? You can do this anywhere. You want to feel grounded wherever you are. If you start to feel anything that doesn't, you know, that doesn't agree, doesn't keep you in a nice set of, you know, homeostasis, a nice state of it rather. Pretend that you, you know, you've got both feet on the ground. You can do this anywhere. You can do this on the subway. You can do this, you know, standing in line at the grocery store. Picture your feet just growing roots and growing straight into the earth and connecting with the earth and allow the gravity of your body and, you know, just everything you're holding or whatever just to to sink in and uh, instantly you'll start feeling more grounded wherever you are. So um, that's just... It's a little, little ten second one. <laughs> we massage therapists have a lot of those little tricks. So, uh, uh, yeah, self care. Oh, here, here's one. Self care. You guys are in line somewhere, the DMV, and you're hating life or whatever. Take one hand and massage your ears. Just go and rub your ear all over it. You know, you can do it gently and and um, subtly. Oh where people, yeah. Where people aren't. <laughs> yeah, we have thousands. Rub it good. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one will notice. They'll just think that you're just kind of tugging your ear. But do it gently, especially your lobes. We have thousands of nerve endings there, and and um, we massage. If you see someone doing that in line, it's usually a massage therapist going, "Yep, I don't want to be here. I'm going to massage my ears." So yeah. self care, anywhere you are, mm-hmm. that'll work. So um, we have got 12 minutes left. Temper, this is your show. Um, I, you know what? Take it away and and. Close it out however you want it. You got 12 minutes left to do whatever you want, or 11. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, there's actually, um, you know, a lot of people. This used to go around on Facebook and MySpace a lot. Um, 
back when MySpace was still a thing. Um, Whoa, was, you went way back in the time machine. You said MySpace. Uh, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> way back oh, machine. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, God, I wish that were never a thing. Um, but, you know, all those personality quizzes that used to always go around, like, oh, my God, what color is your aura? And, you know, what Power Ranger would you be if you were totally a Power Ranger? I'm only saying that because I am wearing a Power Ranger Green. shirt right now. Pink. Um, Red. <laughs> what, Eva, what Power Ranger Purple. would you be? <laughs> like, I'm not. Um, but there are... Um, professional quality of life, or they're called ProQuals, P-R-O-Q-O-L tests. And um, there's a couple for, uh, for measuring your compassion fatigue level. And um, it's kind of amazing, actually. And I am posting the link. I did it in the chat room, but I'm doing a better, like, actual link to it right now. It's a PDF. Um, but it's the Compassion Satisfaction and Compassion Fatigue Version 5. And it's just kind of interesting to... Um, to check off what you have experienced um, in the last 30 days. And you do it from a scale of one to five, with one being never, five being very often. Um, the, there are some things that you definitely don't want. It will tell you whether you're, sorry, you identify as a helper or whether you need help. Um, and there are some things that are good, like I'm happy or I feel connected to others. I get satisfaction for being able to help people. Or there's, um, I feel trapped in my job as a helper, or um, I feel worn out because of my work as a helper. So it's really interesting to be able to kind of gauge that. And some people don't feel comfortable, the reason I'm bringing this up, um, they don't feel comfortable reaching out to other people. So sometimes the, the anonymity of an online test or um, you know, a free hotline or something to call into can be great. So doing stuff like that and just checking in with yourself um, on a regular basis is a good idea. Um, Put off a couple of these and be like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm really snippy or I'm being kind of a bitch today. Let's take this really quick and see, is this why? Do I feel like maybe I need a little bit more help this week than I did the week before? And then at least you can have some quantitative information in front of you that kind of verifies that. So that's that is literally the only other thing that I really had to bring up was just if you don't feel comfortable talking to others, then find something online or find a, um, a hotline or something where someone doesn't know you and be able to uh, gauge that for yourself. Mm, I just took all those links and um, we'll put them on the Tribe Show too because once the chat room's down, people won't be able to see the links. But they'll still be available on our uh, Hero Initiative Tribe page on Facebook. So if you're listening in and you're going, where are those links? They're coming. They'll be there. <laughs> I so promise. I, I think I'm going to take that self-test and probably fail <laughs> miserably. But it's okay. It's okay. At least I'll know. I'll have a gauge, right? So right, that works. And there's um, there's one that I'm about to post that actually is um, that responds or it kind of calculates it for you. Um, so it's kind of nice that and so so you don't have to do the math yourself if you're not a fan of math, like me in the morning. I hate math. Math. I hate the math. Yeah, forget the math. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a show on math and why everybody hates it so damn much. Cause it sucks. Sorry. Then you get all the engineers calling in about how they love it so much. 
Good, because, yeah. you know, they... I, yeah, I was on math team in high school, so I do like math. I <laughs> See, you know what, you're going to have to come on and seriously help me to just, uh, you know, I'm, algebra, that's that's it, that's it for me. It requires any more than that, and i got to hire somebody, because, you know, I'm part eight. Are you, right? what, you what can what you number, that's where I got lost. Right? <laughs> right. Taxes, that's right, see. And and the Asian in me is not helping at all. So it's, it's you know, forget it. <laughs> Too much Irish. The Irish wants to shoot the taxes and goes, no, I, no, no. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I know Ira right now would be great. Why do you perpetuate that, Rock? Because it's true, Ira. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, you know, uh, you've got six more minutes left. Anybody want to plug anything uh, while they're here? Feel free. Yes, yes. Superhero Academy starting in May will be moving to Saturday night. Saturday night, the party night. Woo! So okay, we, we hope know- to catch all the people out there who are active. We want a bigger listener range, so check us out, Superhero Academy, on Saturday night, Blog Talk Radio. It will be 10 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Pacific. And 11 p.m. Eastern, I believe. I did the math. Oh, my God. Now, look, Petrie Song, you're contagious. He's, he's doing the math very good. Anyone else? That hurt Got my brain. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, I, mention, I was just going to say, yeah, Song, anything in Gaia? So. Yeah, I should mention, well, I mentioned Gaia House. Uh, the website is rgaiahouse.org, uh, O-U-R-G-A-I-A house.org, just to see more about what I do over there. And I've also got a radio show that I do here. In the, it's a broadcast radio here in southern Illinois. And it's on, oh, wow. WD, it's on WDBX Friday mornings at 10, but it's, I've got a podcast for it, too. You know what? I need you to shoot me that uh, uh, the uh, URL so I can post it up on uh, Tribe, on Tribe's site. Okay. Yeah, and, I'll do that. Uh, I can get the Superhero Academies one. I know where that one is. So, uh, And I see that in the chat room, Geekpile is saying, hey, we've got one, too. We're on uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time Sundays. Um, and they are all things geeky, man. Oh, dude, they have so much fun. I, I hate those guys. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, DG, you got that Hero Challenge that we're going to put up? And, uh, Do it. Yep, Don't absolutely. Be, punk, be a hero. And that's I like that. Don't be a punk. Be I, that should be our new our new uh, catchphrase. That's fantastic. Uh, and by the way, I did. Uh, I've done many of the challenge. Uh, you know, you had different alternatives, and I've done a few. And I I have yet to shoot that info over to the ladies. I, I love the one about litter pickup. I did that one. The litter patrol. That was one for me. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that awesome? That was great. You can do that anywhere. Eva, what's the RCSM doing? Actually, we are gearing up for another handout blood drive coming up soon, probably within the next week and a half. Sweet, dude. Given bl- see the blood drive, that's super important. You know, they still need blood. I was hearing that they still need blood for a lot of Japan's blood banks. Can you believe that? Wow. Even wow. after all this wow. time. I know, I know. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they're they're starting to they're starting to get uh, you know very very grabby. They uh, they're down uh, really low within about a three day supply right now. Um, 
I'm an O positive guy myself, so I'm I'm yeah, one of too. the top ones. Yeah, yeah, me too. We can give to anybody, right? If we owe positive people, can't we, or something like I that? We're trumped only by O negative, who's like anybody and everybody. But uh, yeah, O positives oh, yeah. are our item. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we're blood uh, siblings, sort of, kind of weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> and let's see. Did I? Did, yeah, I know. I'm babbling. Uh, did I get everybody? Let's see. I know Temp's got uh, Temp. What do you guys have yes. going on? You're always teaching something or doing something. I know. <laughs> because I don't take breaks. Um, no, we're... Um, oh, you yeah. will now after this show, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually... Um, we are starting to look into uh, partnering with the uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The oh, local, my God, I love um, them. I love oh, yeah. Everything? Yeah, we've, we've taught... We taught one, one subject of class for them before, and... Um, we're gearing up for Pride, actually, the last weekend in June. Um, Seattle Pride is the second oh, biggest hold, in the country. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't get me started. See, I was going to ask you if you wanted to come down here and ride on the motorcycles with us at the San Francisco, the best Pride Parade in the world. But you you guys have yours the same weekend we have ours? That doesn't make sense. You need to be um, different. Seattle better for, uh, for two words, George Takei. I know. Yep, he's he's our grand marshal. That is so awesome. But we already had George once. Okay. Ooh, I'll have him again. Um, Oh uh, oh my! Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I let me get my gayness out. It's good. I can say that. Bye. Um. So we 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 are working with sisters. Um. Yep. All right. So we're working with the sisters. We're going to be security again at Pride. I think. Um. We do that. We did it last year as well, and it's great. You guys are awesome. And in this minute, I want to thank you. Speaking of awesome, it's, you guys are always doing something amazing. I'm always sitting here going, damn, where did they find the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you very much, Temper, for all of that, because now I've just got all this homework to do as far as self-care and um Seriously, scheduling time. Thank you for the callers, because you guys all added something, and I took notes. and. Yes. Uh, I took this this uh, episode very personally, so it's uh, you know I know I need it. Thank you, chat room. You guys are hilarious and uh, gave us some good points too. <laughs> and to our listeners, if you missed anything, we are going to be archived for your listening pleasure anytime you want. And uh, everything you missed will be on our tribe radio page. Just Facebook it, Hero Initiatives Tribe Radio. You guys have a great week. We will see you next Tuesday. Be a hero, don't be a punk, or don't be a punk, be a hero. Love you guys. Have a good one. Live <laughs> radio out. Woo! Woo! Where the hell is my outro music? <laughs> Man, I really need that uh that 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 guy of mine. No, I'm 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 a woman. I can handle this. Here we go. Woo!
Bye-bye, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.